What's up, and welcome back to Anybody and Everybody. I'm your host, Herm, and it was so, so amazing to get back in the studio or my bedroom or the office or whatever you want to call it these days that we're in quarantine and get my first guest back in here for season two. Her name, it's Ann Evans. She's a talented photographer. She loves lacrosse, and she's a singer of songs. I am so excited to get this one underway that I'm not even going to talk anymore. Here she is, Ann Evans. We haven't seen each other now in what? It's two months, probably three months, three, no, four. No, it's, it's four or it's five been, months. It's, like, been, yeah. it's been a <laughs> while since we were at the bubble. I know time's gone by fast, especially the month of October. Like I feel like last week it was literally just like October first. I know now, I, Halloween's this, on Saturday. <laughs> are you a big Halloween gal? Do you like to celebrate? I don't know. In the past, Halloweens have never gone my way. But I mean, mm. not that everything has to go my way, but <laughs> have had some pretty not fun Halloween experiences. But memorable I like Halloweens out for the good reason. Yeah, exactly. For sure, but for sure. I like to change, change like negatives to positives. So certainly, the glass is always half full, right? Exactly, definitely. Now, yeah, this quarantine's been insane for me. We, were, my, I was talking about it with my pops the other day, and I was just like, this last six months has felt like five years, but at the same time, it also feels like six minutes. Like I know. there's <laughs> no, there's really no way to feel like we're just living in a normal time at all, and. Um, <laughs> And we're not like at all. I know for sure. And so for you, I mean, you're still you're still you're still in college. So mm-hmm. what what is the transition back into school been like for you and be, still being in it? Because I can't even imagine. I'm so glad I graduated when I did. That being said, like I graduated during a fucking pandemic, which is awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. There's no easy way to go about that. But what what's the transition like? Well, I'm lucky that my school has. I'm going to a small school. I go to William Peace University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Go Pacers. Um, <laughs> go Pacers. <laughs> yeah. But so we're a small community. I think we have like 1,500 students, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really managed well, like on like staying social distance. Like our classes, our class sizes are really small. So we've done really well with that. Recently, we've kind of had a spike in cases, but like I think totally, we've only had twelve cases at the school entirely. Yeah, that's not terrible. So, I know it's not bad yeah, at I've all. I've heard of much worse. I know. Well, uh, so you guys are in person though. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, it's different for everybody. It's like kind of hybrid. Mm-hmm. A lot of the classes are offered in person. A lot of them are offered online. It kind of depends on your major. A lot of my, all of mine are in person, except for one. Yeah, what what are you majoring in again? Communications with right. a focus in integrated media. That Whatever integrated legit. media means, but I basically like all of my classes are focused around like video editing, photo, like mass communications and all of that stuff. For sure. That that's still sick though. I I look back every day and I I was an English and political science double major and I'm like I'm never going to use either of these mm-hmm. degrees. <laughs> ever in my life yeah i mean english is always helpful because you have that writing side to things true but i don't know 
I know it's it's College funny because weird. it's like <laughs> I'm writing emails and stuff, and I'm just way too grammatically correct. But I'm just <laughs> trying to get every ounce of it out that I can. But no, English is very nice because it's a versatile major. I mean, I can use it for a lot of things. I mean, if I like wanted to go to law school or something like that, it would probably help. But yeah, you know, I don't do rules or laws or anything along those yeah. lines. But um, how's everything going with lacrosse? Are you guys practicing and everything? Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Um, luckily, again, our school, so our conference, a lot of the schools are only, are not doing contacts. Like they're just doing like workouts together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're like one, three, one of three in the conference that's like actually doing contact. And so we're we're like full we're just doing fall ball our fall ball schedule where we got allowed like i think an extra we're allowed normally it's like six weeks i think we're allowed right. to have our fall ball yeah something but, along those it's like 16 practices or something yeah but we got extended like we're allowed to go i think we've been going since like the middle of september or oh, hell end yeah. of september and we're allowed to go until right before thanksgiving so, so life is pretty normal it sounds like other than the minor changes in math yeah but at the same time it's not and i definitely still feel like weird because Mm -hmm. there's not like my school's not really having many like social gatherings right i mean people still get together but it's much more like niche Mm -hmm. rather than it's like just your close friends hanging out and i don't know it's been it's been weird and like i still enjoy myself but like i i kind of feel like in a sense, I was robbed of my college experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it's an emotional thing. Like so much of college for me was the social aspect of it, right? I had to learn how to party on a Sunday and go to class on a Monday. Exactly. That was, That's what it's supposed to be like. Right. And you have to have that. I, I truly believe that you have to have that period in your life where you kind of go a little wild, have mm-hmm. some extra fun and you regret it the next day, but you learn how to persevere. And yeah. now that that's being taken away from college students across not just our country but the world i think that it's going to really turn this college education into one of like two different things one people aren't learning at the same rate they were in classrooms and normally and then two people just aren't going to know how to and this might be for the better It, it totally could be people won't understand how to socialize and cope with that nearly as well as people were coming out of college before literally last year Absolutely. I think that's one of the craziest things. I feel like, I mean, especially with my experience this summer, like working in a professional environment, um, I feel like that kind of after the, after quarantine, I was just kind of like ready. And after the bubble, I was just kind of ready to like start my life, even though I'm Mm -hmm. only a junior in college. Like it just kind of like set me like in a mindset where I was like, dang, (laughs) I kind of want to drop out of college and just do whatever, but I know I'm not gonna. (laughs) You're telling me. My whole whole last year of college, no, junior year and senior year, I spent traveling around the PLL events. And I was literally every weekend leaving classes on a Wednesday or Thursday and driving somewhere else in the country. And I was like, why the hell am I still doing school? Like it's exactly, I was making money. I was enjoying every day that I was doing something for media or lacrosse. And I wasn't enjoying school. I was struggling. I hated going to class. And I would, I would literally only be on campus three days a week. 
it was that's that's me <laughs> yeah it was so tough but it's it's really funny that you bring up the bubble because i was talking to someone about you coming on the other day and i was like the bubble was the only time and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about they the major league lacrosse bubbles where we were in annapolis maryland for the tournament this year i guess it was their full season um and we had probably one of the best times of my life but at the same time that was the only sense of normalcy we have had in so long because we knew that everyone there was like healthy good to go and you just got to go do your job and hang out with people in a completely controlled environment and that was so nice i i was i was just like reminiscing on it because i, well, I was on the golf course actually and one of the guys I was playing with was just talking about how he loves getting out of the golf course because the only place you don't have to wear a mask. And um, I was just like, yeah, this bubble was fantastic. I would go to work and we just work as like, there was no COVID-19 thing going on outside of it. And there was, it was just a great life. And I, I was just reminiscing. That was such a great. Mm -hmm. I think about it literally almost every day. Like I think back and I'm like, dang, I met some amazing people and like some connections I'll have for the rest of my life. And like, at, at one point I was like, will I ever see these people again? But by the end of the week, I was like, I will definitely see these people at some point again in my life. And they're going to be in my life, whether they like it or not, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we had such a cool <laughs> group of people, right? I've now had the opportunity to work with so many different media teams in lacrosse and do some really, really rad stuff. But I had just the first five minutes of being at the bubble with you guys. And like, so I refer to you guys, I was technically like a third party content creator there. I wasn't working mm -hmm. for the MLL, but I, you guys, I just walked in the media room and it was life is normal. We, <laughs> we all were just hitting it off from Rosanna blaring at full blast. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. I walked in, you guys were just jamming out and, and like a great example is Tom, Tom Johnson, who is one of the big gurus up there. Yeah, he's just but... chilling in there. One of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. I've never met a media coordinator or someone who, with as much power as he has, who's just like, have fun. We're chilling. <laughs> yeah, we're having a great time this week. That's, as long as you're getting your content done, we're gonna have a great time. That's and what I love. They I love let it. us have like full creative control on what we were creating, but they also gave us like the tools and the, the tips that we needed to create like that high quality of content. I know. I learned so much just from listening to you guys, everybody in that room. I mean, mm -hmm. from Chris, Vi I'm just going to get so many shout outs Co here. Like, go down the Chris list. Chris <laughs> Vice, Mikey Sears. Uh, who else was there? Johnny. Um, Alton. Alton. Alex. Oh my God. Alton. Alton's like a silent killer. I love I that kid. He doesn't talk Gimble too much. King. He is a stud. He, his images are just, through the roof and then we had alex oh my gosh just thinking about being back it oh me can't so forget jamal up. can't forget jamal oh yeah jamal you can't forget jamal at all i mean jamal's the man too he is another mm -hmm. he's he's very similar to all quiet but crushes the game exactly just absolutely demolishes it i love it oh and will can't forget about will either yes oh yeah the whole just, gang was just, just fantastic like... group of people and I, I had so much fun with it and so that's how so let's bring it back here that's how you and i met um yes i think that was the first time we had, yeah that was the first time we had ever met because i really stuck to it the other league for most of the things that you, you mm -hmm. haven't worked with so and i hadn't really been like i mean obviously like i was in the lacrosse community but like i wasn't 
on lax twitter i wasn't like <laughs> i play lacrosse i follow like famous lacrosse players on on twitter and instagram that was about the extent that i was involved in the lacrosse community so i i feel much more involved now <laughs> yeah now you're on it every day now you're part of the the twitter i think yeah. it was the first uh altercation you had during that week on twitter that really brought you right in i do recall <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's funny though because and I, i've been saying this a lot about to people and um I think that I'm gonna, we're allocating some time to lacrosse here, which is important. But um, I was saying this to someone the other day. I was like, nobody hates lacrosse people more than lacrosse people. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else in the world will be like, what's lacrosse? What's, what's this sport? Like, oh, lacrosse isn't a sport. Like, I don't even care if somebody comments anymore. It's like the people actually in the lacrosse community that are like, <laughs> really hate all these guys. And I'm going to like extravate. I don't even know that's the right word. Just completely expunge these people from the lacrosse twitter universe yeah. because they don't agree with me or they don't they don't like the league that i like and i'm just like really like we as lacrosse like we're that we constantly use this hashtag grow the game grow the game but you can't grow the game if everybody inside of the game hates the rest of the people inside yeah the game. it makes no sense to me and that's a big thing that i feel like since we're i mean that that culture kind of came about with the division of the leagues Right. And I mean, I support each league to its its fullest potential. Like I want each league to get to its fullest potential. And I think that Major League Lacrosse is doing a lot of great things in the, in the creation of the PLL really forced them to up their game. Right, and, totally. And, even and no even one, the people that work with the MLL can say that. We'll be like, yeah, yeah. we had to step our game up. And you know what? We did. And that's yeah. the best thing. <laughs> if you, As long as you guys keep building, it's... I just want to see lacrosse get bigger. Lacrosse is a game. It's not, it's not, it's not like this country, right? Like we're so red versus blue or Mm -hmm. liberal versus. It doesn't have to be how it it doesn't have to be be that way. Why do we have to divide this? We we could all just enjoy lacrosse and have a great time with it. Sure. You're going to disagree with things that one league does and one league doesn't do, but you're not going to agree with everything. Excuse me. That was (laughs) gross. Here over here, I'm burping. But um, you don't, you don't, you can, you can see both sides. No, no league is perfect. Nothing is perfect in this world. So why, why split it? I don't know. I do I have mean, to ask you though, because this is something that weighs heavy on my mind pretty frequently. Is like, in like working in the lacrosse industry in particular, is like, do you ever just get tired of the bullshit? Do you ever just think like, I'm, I'm just gonna put it down. I don't, I don't need this anymore. I love lacrosse and I'll keep playing it, but. I'm going to get off the communication side of it because it's so exhausting. I spend way too much time worrying about it. I think for me, I've definitely learned how to manage my time that I spend on like on Twitter and on Instagram. But for you, that's literally your job. (laughs) I know it's so So. (laughs) difficult. But the, the, the difficult thing for me is that I think that so much of the people who come to see my stuff is often just like, I want to see another lacrosse vlog. I want to see another lacrosse this. I want to see another lacrosse that. But I'm so much more than just lacrosse. Like lacrosse Mm -hmm. defined how I grew my, like whatever media presence. But it's not everything that I'm going to bring. And I I wish that it was easier to branch away from that. But because it is such a niche community that everyone's like, oh, I want to see all day is lacrosse, 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 lacrosse. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go like two weeks without talking about lacrosse probably. And someone's going to ask me, is everything okay? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> is Norm okay? I just don't need to vlog about lacrosse every day of the week. And so, like, for me, it's like, I, I think about it every day. I'm like, damn, when do I get to get out of this? When do, when mm-hmm. do I get to just start, like, having fun with media again? And I think that I can. I think it's really self-inflicted. Uh, I was just about to say, I feel like you can kind of get out of that mental state. It's just being a creative is so you can limit yourself so much i know and you have to just learn like how to break down those barriers i guess and force yourself to do things that you don't want to do like sometimes if i'm just like feeling lazy i'll just like walk or this was when i lived on campus like last year and i was downtown Mm -hmm. i would just like walk and like go take pictures downtown just like or like go to the top of a parking garage and like take pictures of whatever yeah just like for stupid sure. stuff like that i don't know I, I think the funny thing is that like as a creative and stuff people just think we just constantly have these like ideas running around our mind <laughs> like oh you, you probably have just brilliant ideas going through your head at all time i'm like no it's like once every it's 10 like, days i have this like brilliant idea I, uh-huh. but then every other day is like just a mouse running around with a on one of those wheels <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's, that's really That's the creative that you process. Said that. One, one of my friends and I have this, like, there's this song, and it's called, like, The Mouse in My Brain. And mm-hmm. so every day we're just like, damn, that mouse in my brain, just not working today. <laughs> it's not working today. And it's so difficult because you're, like, for, for a great example is, like, I run social media. I do that as my day job. And they're, and, like, people above me are like, can you have, like, two months of content planned out? And I'm like, I can but give it's happening. You, like, we don't even know what's going on in two months. Right, exactly. I'm like, in like a week, I'll probably come up with a great idea and I'll execute it. But like until then, no, no, I can't have two months of stuff. I can have like a skeleton of like ideas, but absolutely, it's, it's not stuff we can necessarily execute. It's it's insane and like it's just it's so it's so funny. But this I is feel like huh? in sports media, like a lot of content is kind of based around what's going on in like. In the environment, like, like in that t- last twenty-four hours, because mm-hmm. well, the thing that you have to realize, be so quick with it. You have to be so quick, and people don't realize like people don't remember things for more than thirty-six hours anymore. Like mm-hmm. literally, the president of the United States can do one thing. In the next two days, you won't even remember it. It won't. It matter. could be like the most obscene thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not, I remember, <laughs> of <course> but. <laughs> Not everyone does. <laughs> Not everybody does. But that, that brings us to a great topic. And before we hopped on the show here, I asked you what you wanted to talk about. And you said there's a lot more to Ann Evans than just lacrosse. And so mm-hmm. let's, let's go ahead and let's take it back. I, I want to hear where, you, where your story starts, where you kind of started to, you know, create your own, own ideas of the world. Because I think so much of it is formed through other people for su- at such mm-hmm. a young age. But when when does Ann Evans' story start? Oh, geez. So that was that was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so Ann Evans never even played lacrosse until her freshman year of high school. So we're just gonna wind on back. Yeah. Until I originally like I'm a swimmer. You know, I've been a swimmer my whole life. I still swim in college. I'm I walked onto the swim team. I mean, like Division three sports. We're allowed to play two sports. It's not that deep. I don't know. It's fun. I love right. my swim team. But well, I didn't know that. That's yeah. news to me. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you're swimming See, this winter? Well, so our swim season is supposed to be like fall, winter, and goes literally into like the week before lacrosse starts. Oh, but gosh. it got it got pushed 
to the spring. So I don't think I'm swimming this year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because I'm not allowed to do two sports at the same time. That's yep. the only rule. That that is a legit Division three rule. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but so yeah, swimming. I've I swam from when I was like six until I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, got this is literally the story of why I stopped swimming. I told my mom I couldn't breathe, and I was like, "Mom, I can't breathe." Like when I get to the wall, like I literally like I can't catch my breath. She was like, "Good, you're working hard. Like <laughs> put in that work." Classic and mom response. Right? <laughs> and I was like, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm quitting." And then I ran, started running cross country. And I had an asthma attack, and my mom was like, ooh, <laughs> and has asthma. <laughs> <laughs> can't breathe in water, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, six feet under, but uh, can't breathe right now. I'm not <laughs> quite sure, but. <laughs> but yeah, and so my brother still swam. He swam in college. Um, I was still forced to go to every single swimmy every single weekend because mm-hmm. it was like a family affair. <laughs> right. It's like an all-day thing, isn't it? as a all weekend thing from mm-hmm. Friday to Sunday. And so I was so bored at these swimmings. I just like picked up a camera and started taking pictures. Basically. That's how I started getting into it. And, and then I like, I think time goes by. Um, I got on, I transferred high schools was in yearbook. Mm-hmm. Became the yearbook girl in my high school. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Was the, you were the was girl, the girl taking at, pictures at everything everything at every single event like literally made that whole thing all of those pictures like were mine like i don't i don't i feel bad saying that but like <laughs> no wear that with a freaking badge yeah. of honor like i mean that's I doubt anyone photos, in my yearbook class in high school will hear this hopefully <laughs> you never know i mean even if they do who cares take yeah take pride in your work right that's mm-hmm. uh do you follow heather berry she's yes pretty, i do she's all about taking pride in your work ensuring that you're getting compensated for it and so she would say yeah wear that with a freaking badge of honor and Mm -hmm. take it to take it home with you yeah that's definitely something i need to work on as a creative is being more confident in my own work and like i am i vlog for a living i have to look (laughs) at myself for like three hours while i edit that's tough at least (laughs) yeah in hearing your own voice i don't know how i don't i listen to my podcasts when i edit them Mm mm-hmm but I never listen to them ever <laughs> after that. I know, like. I know far too many people, or not far too many, just a lot of people who are that way. And mm-hmm. it's funny though, because I listen back on, I try to like let it simmer for a couple months and then I'll go back and listen and think, oh, okay, we did a really great job with that one. So yeah, like, that's kind of how I've been. And like, I just recently re-listened to our Diggs tape episode because it was so funny and I was in need of a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Everybody needs a laugh in their life. So you start to pick up the camera at your brother's swim meets. And at that point, when you're like taking shots and everything, do you ever think like, I would like to do this? Uh, this yeah. Well, I've always been kind of a person who's like oriented around things that they enjoy like like school if i don't like a subject in school i'm not gonna put effort in that's so bad but i'm not gonna put as much effort into that subject as i would say like a course for my communications right no no i was the same way like my if you look at my like um my major gpa it was like 3.9 and then it was like all other subjects they make you take in college or something it was like a two seven yeah like, that's it was really evened out over time it'd be like that yeah. <laughs> but but i've always had that like kind of mindset that 
that was like just one thing I've always enjoyed. And there's Mm -hmm. been times where I like kind of have strayed the path a little bit. I was like, at one point I was like, oh, I want to be like an advertising director, like make marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. And going into college, my major was originally marketing. And then I took one business class and I was like, oh my (laughs) God, this is so boring. And everything's just like common sense knowledge to me. And I'm like, yeah, I could have like aced this test like without taking the class. (laughs) I'm sorry, but... (laughs) That was just marketing 101. <laughs> oh, I totally. I went in as a business major. I failed mm-hmm. econ or micro economics. Yeah, I didn't even get to that point. Yeah, I failed it. And I quite literally just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go do something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so, and I thought at the time I would enjoy psychology, actually. <laughs> After uh, taking like four psychology classes, I realized that it's not for me either. And I ended up on English, which is which is where I always excelled. I always did really, really well with that type of stuff where you just where people always hate that they're like aren't defined grades. Like in English, you don't get one thing right or wrong. It's very uh, foggy or whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved that about it. I could I could be my wild imaginative self and get away with it. That being said, so I think that's what brings us so far into the creative space. However, um, I think that something along the lines of like being a photographer in lacrosse you have to find some kind of creativity in it otherwise you're going to get bored of what you do and then you're also going to look like somebody else do you ever struggle with that yeah and when i'm trying to think of like the last time i shot besides the bubble the last time i shot like a lot of sports games consecutively but whenever i do that i just kind of get like bored like with the generic i'm like damn this i've literally taken the same picture like eight times how do i switch it up right and so it like you kind of have to like think outside of the box and like force yourself to like take a weird perspective like go go somewhere like johnny duggs he he said something like this to me over the summer and it kind of stuck with me he was like i love going places where people are like how the hell did you take that picture Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like, he was I, a master at that he, mm-hmm. he would like walk out on the field and you'd see johnny like 17 rows up <laughs> yeah. laying down sideways so that he gets this <laughs> one exact angle for one shot it's fantastic and, yeah so like i've just tried to do that and like and i've kind of shifted it more of my focus right now into like graphic design i'm still in photography and i'm going up to um Boston, I think next week, not not this weekend, next weekend to shoot the Peak Pro uh, camp. Let's go. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But a lot of my focus has been on like improving like my graphic design. Mm-hmm. I've been doing like freelance work. Um, so that's been fun. And well, I remember that like two weeks probably after the bubble, you just started dropping these sick edits that were like yeah. out of nowhere. Well, those that's literally what my job was this summer. That was what I was doing this whole summer. Oh, was it really? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I was sick. a gra- I was a graphic design intern. I just got blessed. I like I told Carrie and I told JD and I was like, hey, like I know I'm a graphic design intern, but like I what I really want to do is like I mean like I don't even know what I want to do because I don't, sorry. Getting but does so anybody? ADHD. <laughs> oh no, it's totally like, okay. I just wanna like take pictures and, and they had Alex wasn't able to come for training camp. Right. So I was the training camp like photographer. I was me and me and Jamal were the only people that were taking pictures. 
And so they were like, oh, okay, and these are these are dope. You should take pictures the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Hell yeah, party on. We'll keep going with it, you know? That's amazing. You know, and that's such a cool thing about the media industry is that you can, like, be assigned to do one thing and then do one other thing that you also enjoy but excel at. And people, everyone around you will be like, you know what? Go do that. Go have fun exactly. and have a great time. So going back now, so you in high school, you get into photography. Did you ever take like AP photography or anything like that? No, I actually have never taken like an actual photography class. I was supposed to take a black and white fo- photography like film class this semester, but they canceled the course because of COVID and stuff. Like, I don't know, but the course was canceled. So I was really upset about that. The only photography class that I like taken was like yearbook I took it freshman through senior year and like literally everything I know is like self-taught YouTube videos just like it's taken my time to learn about to learn about photography and stuff but (laughs) that's so (laughs) sick though I I think there's there's a lot to be said about that because I think that everyone is under the impression not everyone a lot of people who are trying to get into media are under the impression oh I have to go to take a bunch of classes and I have to Mm -hmm. do this and I have to do that. You could go to college basically through YouTube if you want to be a photographer. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the only way I'm sure you get amazing experiences doing it in college, but. Mm -hmm. And and a big plus side to like, I am completely wholeheartedly agree, agree with you. Like you don't have to, but a big plus side that comes out of it is like the connections that you make like one of my professors was literally like the lighting director for obama like that is so cool that is so badass that is (laughs) that is so badass no but the thing is like i look at photographers like you and alex who are two of the best female photographers in sports i know Mm -hmm. and probably ever will know and i'm just like both of them didn't go to school for this they just Mm -hmm. work their ass off every single day like try and be better it's Alex amazing. picked up a camera like two or three years ago when I asked her like how long she's been shooting the first day I met her I was like bruh I know she's I was kind of so... salty I was like damn I've been working so hard for so long but like at the same time I started so young and no one's gonna hire like a 12 year old so <laughs> I know she's so but props amazing. to Alex because she's a badass she is a badass and she's great at what she does now also in high school so you were a swimmer, lacrosse player, photographer. Did you ever do anything like else that was in the creative space, like music or? Oh yeah. Or, I mean, you're yeah, a singer, yeah. right? I was. I had. I had two bands in high school. That's so um, sick. I was in a band called. Oh geez, <laughs> don't make fun of me. Well, okay. So me and my friend Will, we had shout out Will. We had <laughs> a band called Barefoot Cesspool. And it was just us. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing and name. We would just play at like this one coffee shop and like like late at night when and they would open up just for us to play there and like all of our friends would come. It was dope. And then I had another one after. What he kind graduated. of music did Barefoot Cesspool play? Uh lots of classic rock. Um <laughs> kind of like alternative that genre. I don't know. I I generally listen to music that like because I am a musician, mm-hmm. I generally like to, and historically have liked to listen to music that like I can play on the guitar. Right. So I've never really like and listened to like hip hop or anything until like the until like two or three years ago. Yeah, you're super into it. I mean, yeah, I, I listen to it. Like my favorite, I'm big into Mac Miller, big into 
Who else am I big into? I love 21 Savage. His new album. Amazing. Is that right? I mean, I don't know anything about rap, so I couldn't like... Savage Mode 2 with Morgan Freeman on the interludes. That's dope, right? I have no idea. Morgan Freeman? Well, I love Morgan Freeman. Exactly. Absolute just stud. But uh, that's sick. That's Okay, so second band? Second band, Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz, um, that's mm-hmm. a good one too. Holy crap. Did you come up with all these names yourself? I think the first one was literally, we didn't have a name. It was just like, hey, come see Ann and Will play. <laughs> and then and then one day we like had a bunch of post-it notes and we were like, everyone write down a name. Like we need a name. And someone wrote down that. And we were just like, yeah, Barefoot Cesspool. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's then, a great freaking name. Peach Fuzz came from my friend Gabby. I don't remember. I think she literally, we were in class and she was like, Peach Fuzz has always been a good band name. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Gabby. You are totally correct. <laughs> That's so sick. So did both, so did Peach Fuzz also play classic rock? Yeah. Um, we had me on guitar and lead vocals, drummer and a saxophone. It was so dope. We played uh, classic rock, some some reggae, like slightly stupid. Oh, nice. You know so like yeah. that ska type sound? Mm-hmm. And then just like a bunch of stuff. But yeah. It so was, you it could was... say your days in high school are pretty packed. You were, yeah, you were always doing sure. something. I was always doing something. I was so busy. Is that and... something that like um, is a tribute to your personality? Like you feel like you have to always be doing something or you'll go crazy? No, not, no, at, not all. at all. I'm literally... <laughs> No. <laughs> Half the time, I... This is so bad. I'm going to expose myself. Literally yesterday, I sat in bed all day and just watched Netflix. What'd you watch? <laughs> like, that's... Um, Unsolved Mysteries. And because oh. Christian Mazone mentioned it on our most recent episode of Low to High. And I was like, okay, I'll have to give it a watch. And then I think I also watched how to sell drugs online <laughs> wow yeah. no i've never heard of that one it was really interesting is i don't want to that... get too into depth but <laughs> it was interesting is it is it black market stuff yeah it's like dark web dark web nice mm-hmm. nice okay well that's that's good to know i'll have to do some research i don't know all that stuff is way over my head but it's interesting I know. I, I was I was gonna make it never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Fact <laughs> of the matter is so high so high school is winding up here. When did when did you know in high school that you wanted to be a college athlete? Was that something that like you've always kind of been driven towards? Absolutely or was that not. a last minute decision? So I'm gonna go into a whole story. So this is like the moment that like I knew I wanted to be a sports photographer, like a sports content creator was my high school football coach or like the football coach at my high school puts on a camp every year where he invites like college football players and like NFL football players to like come train with like kids from like I think it's like four to eighth grade Mm -hmm. and so I, I shot the camp the first year and where's the photo it's literally right on my bed because I haven't hung it up yet and I'm a big Tennessee football fan and my homeboy Alvin Kamara. Oh, that's so sick. Jalen Sutton and no, Cam Sutton, Jalen. I forget it. Well, let me so paint bad. a visual for the people just listening. Anne just pulled out an image with all those guys on it, autographed and everything. Yes. And they, did <laughs> and they all go to your high school? 
No, they, or, they were, he just like my football coach like has amazing connections, and so he just like reached out to all these people, and and they just came. That's so sick! Oh my mm-hmm. god! So so, it's, so it was at that point. Oh wait, and so I was talking to Alvin, and and I had followed Tennessee's uh head sports photographer at the time, Donald Page, on on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff because. I was a big fan of his work, and he was like, oh, you know Donald? Let me FaceTime him real quick, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> fangirling, and so he FaceTimed Donald. I love Donald. how you just referred to him as Alvin, too. Like, I was just chatting with Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, rookie of the year of NFL, yeah. <laughs> but where was I? Oh, yeah. He pulls up his FaceTime with Donald, and he's like, yeah, I have a girl here who, like, really likes like your photography she wants to be a sports photographer here she is talk to her and I was like hi <laughs> like I'm Anne <laughs> and then like he kind of like I wouldn't say he necessarily mentored me but I went to an I went to a Tennessee football game in the future and like he took the time he was shooting it and I he took the time like before the game to come meet me up in the stands and like talk to me about the profession and that was so cool like I was like wow this is like so nice of you to do and ever since then, I kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. And he offered me a position, like, kind of to work beside him at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And But a bunch of stuff happened, and he ended up, I think, resigning from his job there. And he's now the head photographer at the Titans. So my plan originally was to go to University of Tennessee and work there, work with their football team, photograph, all of that jazz. Yeah, but, I've been sick. Yeah, so I I think it was like October of my senior year, and I was traveling up to my aunt's lake house up in Virginia. We stopped, stayed the night in Raleigh, and I had been like, I was like actively like re- getting recruited. Like I had like recruiting profiles and stuff. Like I wanted to play lacrosse in college. It was like an option for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had been in contact with the head coach at my school at the time. And my mom was like, you should at least go like, give it a look. Mm-hmm. And like the moment I stepped onto the campus, like my tour guide was from literally like 15 minutes away from where I'm from. I was like, that's weird. And then, like, I just felt like at home, I don't know. And so like ever, I got back in the car and I was like, mom, I think I want to go here. <laughs> and then she was like, wait, really? And I was like, yeah (laughs) now was this like a was this a tough crossroads for you where you could have chosen the one option where you get to focus on photography Mm -hmm. and then the other option you can probably do some photography but you also get to play lacrosse and further down the line figure out that you can swim absolutely i had like a big big like mental battle about it i was like dang i really don't know what to do but i'm a person i don't learn well in a big environment got ADHD all that jazz can't focus well um and so that was another thing that really appealed to me about this school was like the small classes mm-hmm. and like I really liked the idea of like actually knowing my professors and not just being like one out of 300 students in a class right for sure and so like I had a lot of anxiety going into Tennessee like I was like I'm not going to know anyone there's going to be like 60,000 people I don't want to do that. And so it, at at one point I was just like, okay, this is what's right for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But on the creative side of that, like luckily, 
So our athletics, our like SID department um, is pretty well established, honestly. It's just two people, but like, which is crazy for anyone that like goes to a big school because their SID department is like 20 people, like yeah. one person for each sport. But here it's just two people for every single sport. And, but they have like student interns and I've, I'm not an intern, but I've done like volunteer work. I literally like shoot almost, <clears throat> or I try to shoot almost every athletics game that I can that allows, that I'm allowed to, like with my lacrosse schedule. I'm always at the soccer games. So that's probably, soccer and basketball are like my go-tos. Yeah, for but, sure. So, but they've been very, like, very welcome me with open arms into like their community. And they put out some awesome content. I don't know if you saw, I tweeted, retweeted something the other day, but like, for D3 school, like, I have not seen another D3 school, like, putting out content that, like, matches ours. It's dope. Right. That's so sick. And, I mean, it gives you such a good broad spectrum of stuff mm-hmm. that you can work with at the school. That's so sick. So so that dilemma, though, that, that was a tough one, weighs heavy on your mind. You then end up at William Peace, and you get to play lacrosse and do some creative work. When you think about it, is there anything that you'd change in that process, or would you do the same thing honestly I feel like because because when I first got on campus I was like I want to be like involved in like I literally like went to the athletics department and I was like I want to take pictures and they were like (laughs) okay (laughs) and so I feel like I kind of like put myself out there I mean I definitely could have put myself out there more and that's something that I don't know I'm just I'm a shy kind of person so I'm I'm working on that but like I feel like I'm known around campus now and like whenever they do need help creatively if or like with anything like if they need an extra photographer they're like and <laughs> and so I don't know I feel like I've I'm not a type of person that like likes to regret things well I don't so, think I'm gonna take you a step back here I don't think you give yourself enough credit I, I think you say you're a quiet person you don't like to reach out which is understood I, I can see that in anybody but I think that people see your work and they're just taken back and they want they don't just ask for your help in a bind but they want you there you know and I think that's something that you are so good at because you're very versatile in what you do so uh hats off to you because that you do a wicked job with it I'm I bet they feel pretty like lucky to have you on the team. Thank you. Yeah, for wow. sure. Love being complimented. That's so nice. It's part of my job. <laughs> I have to appease the people that come on the show. Yes. And, you know, like now that I complimented you, you can retweet it or something. When it comes yeah. <laughs> All about the clout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not clout. It's really just networking. No. <laughs> yeah. It, literally, that's how I view it. I'm like, oh, wow, this this person retweeted me, like, that's cool because these important people follow them, you know what right. I mean? Right, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, but I'm probably muted by them because I want to get them <laughs> off or, like, blocked and I just don't know it. It's, it's, it goes back to the lacrosse industry thing. Yes. But, so, so now you're in college and you're getting to uh, express your creative self, and this year you guys launched the Low to High podcast. Oh, yeah. Is that your new found favorite media outlet or is it still taking pictures and putting them out oh geez that's because you can do low to high in mm-hmm. kind of especially in quarantine stances more frequently mm-hmm. well i've definitely been doing that more frequently and it does it takes up a good bit of my time because i do edit them and like 
I mean, me and Sully split the work. I mean, he does the business side. I do the creative side, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it is a lot of work and like, but it's so much fun. I don't know. I love being able to talk to everybody in the lacrosse community because everyone's so cool. And like, everyone knows everybody. So like, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to like make it a decent impression on someone and, you know, have that connection. Like recently I went home and I was at... I was at my mom's best friend's house and she worked up in Buffalo like when she got out of college. So she worked with like, I don't know if she worked with the bandits, but she worked some, some like closely with the bandits in some way, shape or form. So she knows head coach of the 2016 FIL champions, Randy means Randy Mearns. He's like the Canada national head coach or whatever oh yeah 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 okay yeah i i know that now it's hitting a bell yes yeah and so she reached out to him and like he's coming on i think either next week or the week after that and just like stuff like that like being able to like talk to anyone and be like oh hey i know this guy in the professional lacrosse world do you want to talk to him yeah yeah (laughs) like that's so cool (laughs) i know it's so crazy i mean it gives you so many outlets to meet so many cool people, which is like mm-hmm. my favorite. Because I think that so many times but, in professional sports, athletes are seen as like these characters. Like you don't actually like they're not real people. But then mm-hmm. in like the lacrosse community, everyone's a person. You get to yeah. get, then get their personality out of them and talk to them. And that's probably mm-hmm. my favorite thing about it. that's the thing. That's the one thing I miss about the lacrosse lacrosse podcast. Like yeah. I got to meet some really really rad people. And that's kind of where our focus is. Like when we had this idea we were like how can we differentiate from all of the lacrosse podcasts that are already out there and we were like we don't really want to focus on like where they're at now like oh you had that sick shot in that game last week Mm -hmm. tell us tell us your thought process like walk us through when you took that shot like we didn't want anything to be like that because that's so typical in like sports discussions so we wanted to like kind of get a deeper side of the athlete and For like sure. bring bring the public a side of lacrosse athletes and content creators and coaches that they don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do you ever struggle with those questions? Like the more personal ones? Cause yeah. you almost feel like you're digging too deep into them. I know. I'm like, do they even, like, I don't know. Cause we have this one go-to question that we ask the majority of our guests like at the end and it's what do you want your legacy to be and um, when I read that I was like Sully why did you put that on there like that's so deep <laughs> <laughs> and he was like no like it's good and like it's come to be like one of my favorite questions because like everyone's like wow wow let me think about that one first now yeah how are you how are you adjusting to like talking on the mic and everything is that something you're really comfortable with or is it something that's a like, transition for you well so last year I'm I'm in the school newspaper and we do like a school podcast and so me and Sully um actually were on that together which is why I reached out to him like because he played lacrosse at my school and I was like we've been on a podcast together like we know how to interact with one another and like we flow well but definitely if you listen to our first episode with Ocello to now like who was our oh yeah with Christian Mazzone Mm-hmm. You can tell that we're just like so much more comfortable and so much less nervous and like 
like normally we have like a list of questions that we'll look at like a run sheet or whatever but we've just kind of started going with the flow a lot more because we're starting to get a lot more comfortable right i think it's definitely thing about it mm -hmm. it's progressing yeah i haven't i don't think i've written down a script or like list of questions and in like since maybe like the 10th episode of the old podcast I used mm -hmm. to like something about it just flows so much better when you're not thinking about the next thing that's going to happen yeah. or trying to process like for me it was always trying to compartmentalize conversations so that rather than allowing them to flow I would push them into the next mm -hmm. question that I wanted to ask and I thought that it just sounded really choppy when I started to do that and um that was something that I really struggled with as a young podcaster, like something that I genuinely just had to practice with. You have to do it so, so many times to get that comfortability. But so you and Sully, you guys, are you guys in the same year? No, he's graduated. He graduated or like he's supposed to get his diploma like this winter, but he's technically graduated. He just like hasn't done an internship, but there was a whole thing with COVID. And so it's taken a while to get his diploma. Gotcha. All right. Well, so, so he's cool with like still doing the show and everything and good about. Absolutely. That's he want, I think I might be sharing secrets, but our, I think our whole plan with this is we kind of want to want to make it into like a media corporation, like yeah. not just do podcasting, but like, be able to go to like lacrosse, like NCAA lacrosse games because we're in like the cap lacrosse capital of the South. Like we have Duke here. We ha I mean, we literally just have Duke and UNC. But like, yeah, but I mean, those are two that's dope. huge <laughs> D1 programs yeah. that play a very influential role mm -hmm. in the rest of the D1 lacrosse sphere. So makes sense. And eventually we want to be able to like go and shoot those games like under like our own company's name. For so sure. I don't have to. So we don't have to like apply for a media pass under anyone else. I don't know. That's right. just way no, too difficult. That's, that's not even sharing secrets. That's just having goals. That's mm -hmm. having the goal to be as successful as possibly as you possibly can be. I mean, I remember the first time I got a media pass and that was like one of the coolest days of my life. I was just like, mm -hmm. okay, we're doing so fulfilling. <laughs> it's so fulfilling. It's so cool. And then like, there's other times where like, I won't have a media pass and I'll get in trouble and I'll be like, but I, I have them everywhere else. Like <laughs> yeah. my thing, but yeah, it's, it's so cool. And I, I've listened to a few of you guys' episodes are so good. I mean, you guys really do mesh well and it seems like you're having a ton of fun with it. I'm, I'm enjoying the mm -hmm. hell out of it, but here's the question that I pose to a lot of people when we talk about lacrosse podcasts, do you, would you ever say that there's too many? Cause I think that we went from this period in time, right? This is 2018 where there was one lacrosse podcast, no, 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 like three lacrosse podcasts, like Inside Lacrosse, um, whatever Jordy's podcast is, um, and like maybe one other. And then mm -hmm. like four of us kind of broke onto the scene and then there was like seven. And I was like really comfortable with it. Like people didn't like us necessarily because I would like trash talk people. And like, that's just my personality. I accidentally did it a lot. But then one day it was like, there was like 40 lacrosse podcasts. Yeah. Out <laughs> is, do and you ever feel like you're just like, battling with like other viewership definitely. and stuff along those lines yeah and and i definitely i like, do sometimes but i try i'm trying not to like compare because i feel like we all bring something different to the table right. or at least at least we bring something different to the table in my opinion than the majority of the the ones that i've listened to like inside lacrosse or pro lacrosse talk 
I feel like we bring like a more personable per- perspective to the athletes rather you're, than you're just talking storytelling while others mm-hmm. are telling stories. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like we don't we don't want to just focus on their athletic ability. We mm-hmm. want to focus on like what they're doing like as a person, what their other interests are like outside of lacrosse and how they're like how they got to where they are today. Right, that's so crucial. And mm-hmm. so then I guess my next question, this is this is something that I battle with quite frequently anytime I put out any kind of content. Do you ever find that when you put out your content, you're just terrified of the judgment you might get? And oh, absolutely. The, the ridicule that you might get? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something, especially like I was on, I mean, I still am on photo Twitter, but photo Twitter is a terrible place. You think lax really? Twitter is toxic? You have not stepped foot into photo twitter is that right see i have no idea it is so right there's the whole there's the whole like super like feminist side and then there's the whole toxic masculinity side and every single day it's just like butting heads and then there's also like people stealing each other's content and it's just like a big mess all the time someone's always there's always beef theme here Mm-hmm. And there's always there's beef. always beef between somebody on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter's the enabler here. It is, but Twitter's fun. Twitter's so much fun. I have I have a blast. With it. I mean, I think that part of the issue with Twitter is that people actually take me seriously. Like, I know. Ninety percent of my tweets are just me, like, <laughs> like sitting somewhere, maybe a little drunk, maybe not. Something <laughs> incredibly stupid. Like m- most of my tweets come from the golf course. Like I'm like, hold up, I'm gonna I'll hit my six on. Hold on, let me tweet this. Like I just came to my head. Like (laughs) people take it way too seriously, especially like my lacrosse takes. Like I have to I have to wait because of my job and everything, I have to like weigh this really thin line between like Mm -hmm. what I can say and what I can't say. And I think that's the hardest part for me recently. But I mean, I guess that's the tough part about being in one of the corporations of lacrosse. And that's the tough part about like social media these days because what you say stays with you forever. It's not like back in the day when you it's you're just like talking to your friends and there's no documentation that you ever said that. Right. But like <laughs> nowadays, you say something, it stays there forever. I know. Next thing I know, Laxposed is like screenshotting exactly. me, <laughs> that I'm like a libtard or something, which is something that I wear on my chest. I find it hilarious <laughs> that he like proud libtard. He like tries to attack me or someone for like being liberal. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> dude, I care about people's thoughts and opinions and uh, like their well-being. I'm sorry that I care about point, people. <laughs> at this point, it's like I don't even know. I don't want to get into politics. I hate talking politics. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't need to talk about politics because, well, you know, there's a time and a place. For I did it. enjoy your episode last week, though. Which um, was last week. Oh, my personal? Yes. I thought you had all, I, I thought all of your takes were very valid. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I know, I know there's some people that disagree, but hey, that's why we're here. And the thing I think that's so funny about it is that like, people are so afraid of disagreement, right? Oh, I know. So, it's because, okay. Because nobody can have a rational conversation half the time. It's like, if you disagree with me, I'm going to roast you now. I think mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue with it. It's like, you... One of one of my favorite episodes I said this last week was with Coach Eric Finley, and he's like a big guns right guy. And I'm like, yeah, have that opinion, man. Like, I'm it's not okay. going to tell you not to. I, like, I'll tell you why I don't feel the same way, but I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. You need to go to jail. 
Like, yeah. it's, not my, it's not my place to do that. I'm just going to say, well, I disagree, but I, I'm here to listen to your idea because mm-hmm. well, I can be further educated on this subject. And, and I think that's, that something... that's something that we've lost. <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> every facet of life. We can't see the other side. And I think that some of my takes might perceive me this way on like Twitter when I'm like, well, if you support Trump, then fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do kind of feel that way. But Sometimes it just be like that, though. Right. Like, I can listen to you, though. There's some lines that you just can't cross. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that oftentimes we do that. But so <laughs> circling back around here to kind of tie a bow on this, I don't think that we were able to unpeel every layer of Ann Evans' onion, uh, as you described it before the podcast to me. So you're going to definitely have to come back on. But that okay. being said... What what is the message that you want to leave the listeners with right now to uh, kind of put a put a name to your brand? Oh my goodness, that's a heavy one, right? What, yeah. What's, what's the question that you ask? Uh, <laughs> what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll kind of like think about it in that way because I've thought about that that before because I've asked it so many times. But I definitely just want to like be a positive influence, not necessarily even in the lacrosse community, but just like as a person in general, I want to like be a person that, okay, well, I def- now that I'm thinking about it, I have two things. Give it, to- I want to hear it all. <laughs> okay. I want to be a person that likes people can look at and be like, wow, she makes other people happy. She puts other people first. Like she definitely cares about other people. Selfless. Mm-hmm. that's important we need more people like you thank you <laughs> um and then like creatively I've always just like wanted to like I don't know the thing that kind of like keeps me going creatively is like the fact that one day like in a history book or like in a uh, in a museum like my picture could be like up on a wall of like super cool moment in sports time and evans took this picture that would be so badass i know right like that's just like i want that like that's my goal you know i want a great goal i want to capture a moment in history and like the way and have my photo be the way people remember it no i can't i can't think of a better way to be remembered honestly so to say that that legacy is important would be an understatement. And uh, before I let you go, though, because you do have such sick photography all over the place, great content all over the place, tell the people where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, Twitch, yeah, <laughs> uh, MySpace, wherever the people use these days. All right. Um, Twitter, oh. at the Ann Evans. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> at evans.co2 and then if you want to be really nice and follow our podcast on instagram it's at loda high podcast and on twitter it's at loda high pod and i think that's everything that i have to plug and yeah don't forget to check it out on spotify apple podcast and apple music yeah apple all of that all oh. all of the <laughs> platforms you guys use anchor yes yeah so anchor distributes it everywhere that you could possibly find a podcast and uh, yeah, make sure to give it a listen if you're a lacrosse fan, because even if you're not a lacrosse fan, there's some great stories in there. Mm-hmm. Great to hear. And um, and this has been fantastic. I can't wait to get you back on. And uh, absolutely, keep keep doing you, girl. I mean, you're crushing the game all over the place, and I fucking love it. Thank you.
course. I appreciate it. What a freaking great interview that was. I had a ton of fun talking to Anne again today and catching up and reminiscing on our time. Let me tell you what, that team that we had at the MLL bubble was just something else from all of the members to the people upstairs, to the people who are helping out. The bubble was such a great success and I had so much fun in it. And oh my gosh, I just met some of the best content creators I've ever met in my life. And we had so much fun, like I keep saying. But what what a great conversation that was. We really hit on a lot of topics and we it was a full hour and it felt like it was maybe 20 minutes. You know, sometimes these things just fly by and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to wrap it up and, you know, we'll have to do it again soon because Anne is just full of stories. And she's before the episode, she was like, well, I needed a platform that I wanted, I could tell my story on, tell people that I'm me. And she described herself like an onion that you just peel back and peel back and peel back the layers. And that truly started to come out there. And I don't think we were able to peel back all of the layers. So I can't wait to get her back on. But tonight, uh, I have an issue that I want to talk about. And it's something that I think that we can all kind of um, reminisce on and think about, really chew up for the rest of the week. And it's this idea of cancel culture, right? So cancel culture, for those of you who haven't heard of it, is just this idea that a lot of, and it's traditionally not the stereotype millennials and people of my age and younger or older by a little bit, uh, tend to try and cancel things in history, right? Cancel bad people, cancel things who have done wrong in the past. Um, I think it's appropriate to sometimes try and cancel things, try and get rid of things and like, put people in their place. I think there's a pl- time and a place for that. However, to cancel somebody uh, is is sometimes often radical. I think that oftentimes it doesn't give said person the opportunity to remark on their wrongdoings from the past and make better on them, right? We, we aren't always giving people the benefit of the doubt or giving them an opportunity to say how they felt about the story or the thing that came out about them without jumping on their back and just canceling it right away. I think that this happens a lot of times in pop media and people who right now everyone is very fragile. And Anne and I got to talk about this at the end of the debate or not to be at the end of our conversation, there is such a toxic way that we are so divided right now. And it it stems from politic politics, right? I mean, a lot of people who discuss politics can't hear other people's sides of stories. And that's kind of the issue of where this stems from, because then we bring it into our communities that we're passionate about, right? So as lacrosse fans or as golf fans or as any kind of fan of anything in the world, right? We have this obligation to try and hear people out, try and hear their side of the story. But if we don't ever give them that opportunity, all it does is create a civil war, or I guess that's a kind of a strong term, but a complete altercation between the two heads just absolutely constantly butting at each other. And I think it's something that we see every day with the PLL, MLL debate. It's something we see in politics. It's something that we see between brands. And it's it's sometimes just very demeaning and people are so quick to jump to a conclusion that they're not willing to listen to the other side of the story. So what really sparked this idea for me tonight is that the I th- me kind of empathizing with the fact that I agree that there's times things need to get canceled. And one of those times is right now is that the Coyotes just 
they're with one of their early draft picks selected a kid who was incredibly racist and bullied and picked on and tormented people with mental illness. And that's something that I can't stand for. Um, I believe that kids will be kids when they're 14 years old, but to be constantly doing it and continuing to do it is something that you, you, you can't, you can't control that. And someone needs to actually like talk to this dude and really talk some sense in him because that's something that's inappropriate and incredibly, incredibly messed up. So canceling him, I think is a bit radical. However, I don't really care to hear his side of the story since he's been doing it for so long and being such a bad, bad person. Um, I don't I don't think there's any space for that. But the idea of cancel culture as a whole, I'm incredibly against it, to be honest with you guys. I, I am a millennial. I'm a liberal millennial. I'm a very open minded millennial. And I think that I am able to take such an open mindedness into this topic where someone who's wrong, done wrongdoing in their past as a young uh, adult or young teenager should not be canceled for doing something once or twice in their life that in the end was actually something that they could have very much learned from right if as we just jump on their head and try and get on top of them and just ruin their lives from the jump they're going to be defensive and back i think that if we give them the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and give them the idea to push forward and make better from that, that would be incredibly helpful and more beneficial to their moving forward. I think a perfect example of this is myself. I, I often self-reflect and look back on my past. And in high school, I was not the same person that I am right now. Right now, I'm one of the more open-minded people you'll ever meet. I always want to hear someone's side of the story. But in high school, I was an incredibly, I hate to call it conservative because it really wasn't conservative. It was a total elitist attitude that I had towards the world. And how where this stemmed from was was never my parents or was never my surroundings. It was all my kind of battle with the world, right? I always felt like something somebody owed me something. I always had to give back, and I was rude to people and treated them like I, I never treated anyone poorly based on them. It was always because of an insecurity within myself, and the same way goes with things like I. I don't want to say I was homophobic, but I might have even been. I never I was never open about hearing about how people were gay and how they wanted to live their lives. And this is something that it really took a long time for me to admit to myself that I was very much in the wrong then. Um, now I'm the most open minded person in the world and I love everybody for who they are. And I think that that's really important. But had I been canceled because one time I was like, oh, yeah, I might not completely agree with gay rights. Like I might have said something along those lines back in high school. And to look back on it, first of all, I'm embarrassed by it now. But second of all, I was able to learn more from not being completely wrecked for having that opinion in high school, but being able to self-reflect that thereafter, a couple years later, and really just realize how amazing everybody is in their own special way. And I have come leaps and bounds from that point in my life. And I think that if we gave a lot more people that opportunity, that we would be able to progress in a much, much better way rather than just completely jumping on someone for having an invalid, or I don't even want to say invalid opinion. You're allowed, you're entitled to your opinion, to having a unpopular opinion when they're at a young age. That being said, I think there's a time and a place for it. And I think that we can always learn from our mistakes, right? That's one of the number one things that I've ever been taught in my life, you can always learn from the thing that you did wrong, whether it was early on in life and you maybe cheated on homework or something like that, 
or in the middle like section of your life when you're in high school and you had one of those insecure opinions like I had in high school. You are going to have stages in your life where you feel that way. And I no longer feel that way. And I've completely come three 180 from that point. But I was given the opportunity to self-reflect and learn from that. And I think that's just as important. So cancel culture, not really my thing. I think that people can learn from their mistakes. And it's something I was I was really reflecting on tonight as uh, I was actually having a conversation with um, Alex Postal. I don't know if you guys talk, follow him on Twitter. If not, his uh, Twitter handle Scotty Stops. But um, he's a, he's a beauty and he's a really good kid. And we were just chatting about the idea of cancel culture. And it, it really did spark this interest in talking about this on the show, because I think it's really important. I think it's also really important because a lot of the time on the show, I, I don't want to say I sound like the most, like I've never done anything wrong type of guy because I have, I have had, I've been on the wrong side. I, or just the unpopular side. I've had uh, elitist opinions in the past. And I think it's important for me to admit that I've been able to overcome those opinions and thoughts and feelings. And now I'm here and I can host a show where I literally invite anybody and everybody on. And I think that that's really important because, well, it's the only way to progress further, right? We have to be accepting. Uh, we can't preach acceptance unless we are accepting of ourselves and accepting of others. So, that's important to me. But guys, I had so much fun today. Anybody and everybody would not be the show that it is without you. So if you go to my Twitter right now, you can click on the Survey Monkey link to be one of my next guests on Anybody and Everybody. We I have them flying in, actually. I probably have 20 people or so who want to be guests on the show, which just absolutely fires me up and makes me just... You guys are the gas to this car, right? I need guests to come on and tell their stories and have a conversation with me. Without you guys, I would not have a show. I would just be talking to myself every single week, which, you know, I found out was a lot harder than some people make it sound last week. So just doing that, doing my thing, having a great week. Don't forget in, well, it'll be nine days when this episode comes out. November 3rd. It's one of the most important days of this year. You need to get out and vote, guys. I don't care who you're voting for. Just make sure you get out and do it because every vote counts. That's what a true democracy is. And all the, the more votes, the better. I mean, it is you're truly one of your few given things that you get to do and control. And it's a beautiful thing. I could I could go into conversations about how important voting is all the time. But you guys know it. Get out and vote. Don't be a, don't be afraid to get out there. Nobody's going to intimidate you into voting one way or the other. You got this. Cast your vote and spread your voice. Uh, let people know or let at least the government know who you feel is the best suited for not just the president of the United States, but for your local legislation, for laws that are getting passed and you have the opportunity to vote for. It's all incredibly important. And I would really, really love to see these numbers of voters just skyrocket this year because, well, with growth every year in voting, we'll soon get to a point where we're getting a majority of the country voting and that'll be freaking awesome. I would love that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you go check out my previous episodes. They're really awesome and I love them a lot. Um, I've loved every single guest that's come on the show and I can't wait to share more stories with you. Also, if you haven't yet, make sure you go follow me on social media. It's at herm.png on both Twitter and Instagram. 
And you know what? That's all I got for you guys. I can't wait to come back next week with another wicked awesome guest. But until then, stay grooving.